Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of 1 Corinthians. This week, our text concentrates on the first part of a two-week study concerning spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 Verses 1 through 7 states, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to the mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus is accursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of ministries, and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Please follow along with Pastor Harris as we study today's portion of this week's message entitled, Don't be ignorant about spiritual gifts, part one. The word translated gifts is a word that came directly over into English just by switching from one alphabet to another. It is the word charisma. It comes from the root charis, which means grace. When you put ma, M-A, mu alpha, on the end of it, you mean a, a work of grace, Like we have uh, baptisma, that which is produced through baptism, which describes the work of the Holy Spirit later in in this chapter. But this word means a grace gift, a manifestation of grace, a free gift, an endowment given by the Holy Spirit from the grace of God, or an endowment of the grace of God from the Holy Spirit. By the way, this very same word is used in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, or, uh, yeah, Romans 6, 23, for eternal life. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift, the charisma of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And yes, you're right, the word charismatic comes from this word, and that's a wonderfully accurate word to describe Christians. Every believer in Jesus Christ is charismatic in that every believer has a grace gift. Now, it's very unfortunate that in the last uh, half century or so, the term charismatic has come to be limited in modern use to those who hold to only a certain set of aberrant beliefs about certain of the gifts, the, the, the miraculous gifts. So, what do we take away from this word? We understand that part of God's grace to you in Jesus Christ is He has given you a spiritual gift to enable you to be His servant. And that leads us to the very next word, which is in the very next verse. And there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. This time the word is ministries. 
It is a translation of another word that found its way into English. The word ministries is the word diakonia, which means service. A deacon is one who serves, a servant. A diakonia is a service itself or a ministry. To minister to someone means to serve them. A spiritual gift is for the purpose of enabling a person to serve for the glory of God. The purpose of your spiritual gift is that the Holy Spirit can use you to serve others. If you uh, profess Christ and you are not involved in serving, you're not doing God's will for your life. We just studied God's will a while back. Remember I said the emphasis is always on doing it, not finding it. Well, here you know what it is. It is that you be serving. And if you're professing Christ and you're not serving, you're giving everyone who hears your profession of faith in Christ reason to believe that it's not true because you've been gifted for this purpose. Say, oh, man, but that's going to take take time and effort and energy. So you need the next word, which is in verse 6. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. This, uh, the fourth of these words, is the word effects. It's also a translation of a Greek word that found its way into English. The Greek word is energema. It would be translated into English as energizings or energy. It comes from the root word, uh, the, the, the group root Greek word for work, which is erg. If you want to remember the Greek word for work, just think of erg. I really have to work hard at this. Well, that's how I memorize it, so you can do the same thing. This is saying... A spiritual gift is an energizing or an enablement provided to you by the Holy Spirit. The takeaway is that when you choose to serve God by serving other people, you are using a spiritual gift, and in that process, you are promised special enablement from the Holy Spirit. That doesn't mean that you can leap tall buildings in a single bound because you want to serve somebody, but it means God will enable you to do that which He calls you and, and uh, leads you to do. Finally, verse 7, the fifth of these five words, to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. This time, the key word is manifestation, and we have the qualifying phrase of the Spirit. Spiritual gifts are things which make the working of the otherwise invisible Holy Spirit visible. In other words, manifest. Um, By definition, the Holy Spirit is invisible because He is spirit. When we say something like, you look out the window and say, you see the wind out there? No, you don't. You can't see the wind. What you can see is the things moving because of the action of the wind. That's how the wind is made manifest, if you will. Likewise, we can't see the Holy Spirit, but we see Him at work by the activities that are made manifest by what the people do who are under His control and using their gifts. The takeaway from that one is... The visible activity of the Holy Spirit on earth is primarily through the actions of Christians serving and thereby using spiritual gifts.
Now, as I mentioned, there are two other words that are also used for spiritual gifts. They very much overlap what we've already seen. They're in Ephesians 4, 7, and 8. But to each one of us, grace was given. Okay, there's charis was given. That's a charisma, a gift of grace. Grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when He ascended on high, He led captive a host of captives, and He gave gifts to men. So, Woven in with that quote from Psalm 68, verse 18, are these two other words for spiritual gifts. In that context, they're translated either gift or gifts, and they are the Greek words uh, dorea, which means free gift, and doma, which means something specific that is given uh, as a gift. So uh, those words mean that spiritual gifts are real, they are freely given by grace alone. All right. The Lerman continues, put that all together. What is a spiritual gift? Paul went to quite a bit of detail to paint a, a, a three-dimensional picture, if you will. Put all those terms together in harmony with one another. You can define a spiritual gift as a specific free bestowment of God's grace, which enables the believer to function in the realm of spiritual things in order to minister to others as the Holy Spirit works through the believer to do the will of God. God wants you to help, and He helps you to help, and He calls you to serve. It's a wonderful, wonderful part of His plan. So it seems best then, if you, if you look at the New Testament and you find that there are exactly two lists of spiritual gifts, one in Romans, one in 1 Corinthians, and there's in 1 Peter a reference to categories of spiritual gifts. You look at those lists, I don't think you should take them as these are the gifts available, and, and everyone has exactly one of these gifts. I think you should take them as categories of things that the Holy Spirit does. These are sample things which the Holy Spirit does. Now, let's summarize the, the key thoughts that I gave you from those words for spiritual gifts. We said the primary way the Holy Spirit ministers to people, it's through Christians. Uh, for you not to serve is for you to hamper the work of the Spirit in the church, in the world. Second thing we said, part of God's grace to you in Jesus Christ is that He has given you a spiritual gift to enable you to be His servant. So every member of the body of Christ is meant to serve by God's grace. Third thing we said, the, spirit, the purpose of your spiritual gift is that the Holy Spirit can use you to serve others. If you're not involved in serving, you're not doing the work of the Spirit. You're not doing God's will for your life. Then we said, when you serve God by serving other people, you are, focused, you are using your spiritual gift, and in the process, you are given a special enablement from the Holy Spirit. Uh, if you don't make the commitment to serve someone, to meet needs as you see them, you miss out on a part of experiencing the power of God to sustain you through what you need to do to fulfill that service. And then fifthly, we said the, the visible activity of the Holy Spirit on earth is primarily through the actions of Christians serving and thereby using their spiritual gifts. You won't see the Spirit at work if you don't participate in the church. 
and specifically by serving. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.